Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Friday, July 5th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We missed you on July 4th. That means we missed you on a Thursday, and you are lacking for Steve Wiltfong. 24-7 Sports, Director of Recruiting, here to make up for lost time. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, gentlemen. Excited to be talking about Ohio State on the Bucknuts Morning 5 this morning as Ohio State continues to add to 24-7 Sports' number four recruiting class. Got a chance to see some of the jewels of Ryan Day's halls in Dallas for six days as I spent time with many of my 24-7 Sports colleagues, including the Diet Mountain Dew drinking dean of Bucknuts, Bill Kierlich. We'll talk at the end of the show about Bill and Steve going out at night and what Bill mixes that Diet Mountain Dew with as they hit the clubs. But first, let's talk recruiting. That's what we do. Anybody who's been anywhere near any electronic device knows Ohio State recruits put on a show at the opening. We are going to discuss it in detail. We might as well start at the top. They do a dream team for the opening. It's very hard to make that team. There are three wide receiver spots. All three were taken by Ohio State Buckeyes. Set the scene for us about the trio, um, what you thought of Jackson Smith and the Jigba, who was a late ad. Also, Julian Fleming and Guy Scott were there. Is Guy Scott going to get his fifth star? How do they all hang out? The floor is yours. So first, I, I was en route to the Dallas airport when Barton Simmons and Charles Power put together that dream team, so I didn't have much say on it. it was The championship game was about over when I left, so I saw damn near the entire tournament, 98% of it. Um, it's kind of funny. like. Um, I don't know if G. Scott's ever going to get his fifth star. He's certainly in the conversation. Um, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Uh, it, look, this this receiver group is so loaded. Why are we assuming that ju- the pecking order is Julian Fleming, G. Scott, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba, right? Um, and, and then the 24-7 sports crystal balls continue to fly in. Regarding Mookie Cooper, uh, who who was also uh, at the opening finals and a coveted target for Ryan Day, Brian Hartline and company, as they try and replenish a recruiting room that has just been stocked for years uh, on the recruiting trail uh, with the amount of guys uh, that they've got, but they're losing over the course of last year. And this year, um, I mean, Julian Fleming has been our number one ranked receiver from the beginning, and you come into an event like the opening finals, you get slightly nervous about that in the sense that you're like, what if he doesn't perform at that level? Um, And and obviously it's easy for everyone to critique it and say, for everyone to critique a camp and and then you forget about the whole body of work because of one final camp. Um, But Julian went out and, and, and absolutely laid it down. Dan, I mean, he, he put up big testing. He got two tenths of a second faster in the forty, uh, running four four five on the laser. Um, ran a four zero one shuttle with a forty inch vertical. That's better than. I mean, that, those were the second best testing numbers of the entire event. Um, so obvious, but but that forty, that shuttle and that vert uh, were better than all the other guys going to Ohio State that are. Um, in my opinion, elite receiver targets in this class, too. Um, the quickness is what really stands out to me. We see kids run 
year in and year out. Uh, I don't know how often those are the guys that are generally the top receivers drafted. Um, four four. Um, I like seeing that shuttle time there, that change of direction, that explosiveness, that vertical. Um, Julian Fleming uh, has the entire uh, tool bag. Um, he's just a dominant three-sport athlete, um, a 20 and 10 guy in hoops, and a sub 1100 meter guy and a 23 foot long jumper. I mean, he 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 didn't play as much as some of the other guys for whatever reason, uh, but when he was on the field, he was the X factor. Uh, seven touchdowns and 15 receptions, um, and and really. I mean, there was one play um, where it wasn't scored as a reception because it was out of bounds, but the ball kind of like ricocheted off the defender, and and they were falling to the sideline, and he just easily snagged it. I mean, his hands are off the charts. Um, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, he uh, he tested really well also. That's a four five nine forty and another um, low four shuttle. Um, his shuttle was four oh eight. Um, Julian Fleming was 4.01, Jackson Smith the Jigba 4.08, Mookie Cooper was 4.07 with a 4.53. So, uh, um, um, but Jackson Smith the Jigba 36.4, Bert um, had a Jackson Jackson Smith the Jigba is almost 200 pounds, Mookie's 190. So, um, slightly higher testing rating for Jackson Smith the Jigba because of the 10 extra pounds. Then G. Scott, um, he hit 4.6 with a 4.14 and a 35 4, 35-4 vert. So those guys all have that change of direction ability. They all have terrific hands. I mean, they don't put the ball on the ground. And uh, so when when Ohio State, if they're in a tight ball game against Penn State or, or Michigan or uh, in the college football playoff with these guys on the field, um, they're not going to drop a key third down, I wouldn't think. Um, the, just very reliable players. Um, uh, the way that Jackson Smith and the Jig book accelerates into his top end speed is very impressive. Um, G. Scott has been a model of consist- consistency uh, on the camp circuit for three years now. Um, just, just very reliable football player. I mean, he's a grown ass man too. Um, the other guys, they still. You know, I'm interested to see what Mickey Marotti can do with G. Scott because G. Scott's already going to walk in there looking like he's worked with Mickey Marotti for a couple of years, where the other guys, um, they still kind of look like they're in high school, you know. And and so we'll see what they can really blossom into uh, once they get into Ohio State strength and conditioning program. Um, but um, it's a terrific group, obviously. I think that this puts the exclamation mark on us talking about what a special group it is. Um, And those guys went down there and and clearly performed. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Give a little bit more detail on Mookie Cooper. He's obviously the one we know the least about. What kind of player is he? How he fared down there? What you thought? Did he hang out with the guys? Does he seem like an Ohio State lean? Because 
all the content we've got out of there was that the trio was kind of joined at the hip. Well, I know that they're recruiting Mookie. I mean, Julian Fleming was the first guy to arrive. He was in the first group of, of guys to arrive at the opening finals and was the first guy I interviewed at check-in. And he said that, you know, the first words out of his mouth were basically Mookie Cooper or recruit him. So these guys all want to play together, and they understand that at Ohio State, all these receivers get a chance to touch the ball and achieve their dreams of playing in high, you know, big games and, and then going on to get an opportunity to play in the NFL. And, and so uh, Mookie Cooper's built differently than those guys. I mean, he's five, eight and a half, 191 pounds, um, where, you know, Jackson Smith Najigba is six, one, Julian Fleming, six, two, and G Scott, six, three. So, um, but, but Mookie is thick now. Mookie's built like a running back. He's 191 pounds, which is the same weight that, that Fleming checked in at. Um, and, and so, uh, G Scott at 207. Um, um, so, uh, but Mookie, he, he's, uh, he's a guy that, um, Ohio State will be able to do a lot of things with. I think they'll be able to put him in the backfield at times. They, they, he probably fits that Curtis Samuel role best of, of this group, um, with, uh, I mean, Curtis Samuel had tremendous speed. Mookie's just got good speed, uh, but but Mookie can do it all um, from catching the football to um, running routes, and, and, and he's another guy that's reliable when the ball's in his space. Uh, these guys didn't make these guys didn't miss out on opportunities to make plays because they couldn't corral the ball. Fair to say, you also expect Mookie to be a Buckeye, correct? Yeah, um, that was you know um, Mookie's got his mind made up, and he's just now. Uh, so, so Mookie uh, was at the uh, check-in, and he talked to a couple guys, and and they said uh, um, Mookie said that he had a visit scheduled in July, but wouldn't tell anyone where it was. And so I I left the room. I was like, I got I got to go get to the bottom of this. I hadn't talked to him yet, so. Mookie was doing a photo shoot, and I know those guys at the opening really well, and I asked them to send Mookie back down uh, when he got done. And uh, I caught him in the hallway before he went back into the media room, and I just said, I said, Mookie, you taking a visit in July? Which obviously I already knew the answer to, and he said, yeah. And I said, where are you headed? And he goes, he's got a big smile on his face and said, I can't say. And I said, is, is, is it because you're committing? to the school you're visiting and uh, his smile remained big and he, he said yeah um, I think he's going to be visiting Ohio State and committing to the Buckeyes um, he didn't say that but that's the the intel that I'm getting here you know and, and uh, a visit to Columbus in the spring was really big um, you know Brian Hartline and that relationship and getting over to Ohio State he, he, you know, he committed to Texas for the same reason that I think he's high on Ohio State. He sees a team that's got a chance to compete for national titles and, and develop him into the player he wants to be. And, and Ohio State's just closer to home. And um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if he's indeed visiting Ohio State. We'll see if he commits sooner than the end of July. I think that's a possibility too. I don't know if we were the first ones to say it, but we said it about a month ago. Ohio State is putting together argu- arguably the greatest wide receiver hall in history. Definitely well, going to be the highest rated be one. The be- 
it's got a chance to be the best offensive class in the country. I mean, this is an arms race right now with five teams this cycle, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, LSU, and Ohio State. And uh, uh, for Ohio State, they're they're really looking at these others and, and loading up on offense. They added Josh Fryer to, to the best offensive line hall in the country right now um, yesterday. And um, I like where Ohio State sits. Uh, made a crystal ball pick in, in uh, favor of the Buckeyes for uh, the Knighton kid. Not in Deerfield Beach who took his official visit, uh, the nation's number three all-purpose back. He was built like J.K. Dobbins. He was, he's got some, some strength and some some uh, thickness to him. And then, then obviously they're in it for Bijan as well. So um, you, you get those guys, that, that, that'll lock up the, the nation's number one um, offensive recruiting class at, Obviously, landing Joe Royer as well. Jalen Knighton ran four four nine, y'all. So he's got some speed to him with the four two six shuttle. Um, to add him at five nine one ninety four, so he'll play it. He'll play it over two hundred pounds uh, in college, uh, especially if Mickey Marotti's the one working with him. Yeah, I mean, if you can go down the rankings and look at what they're putting together, it's number one left tackle, number one center, kicker top quarterback, Jalen Knighton, John Robinson, if he joins on the receivers. So it's more like you're playing a quarterback. Than put, go ahead. Speaking of quarterback, sorry, I've cut you off twice. Uh, I apologize to the front rowers that keep track of that. Um, Ohio State, uh, Ryan Day has had some dialogue with the quarterback that won the Elite 11 competition, C.J. Stroud, um, from Rancho Cucamonga, who um, I think is going to be the next 2020 guy to blow up as these quarterback dominoes start to fall into place. And obviously with Matthew Baldwin leaving, I don't know how many how many scholarship quarterbacks does Ohio State have in the room right now. They got Fields. Three. And they, yeah, so they may need to take a second one just for numbers. Um, just to get their scholarship numbers right in the room. Who's in that room? Why am I drawing a blank? Fields? Who, who the hell else is Gunner, on the team? Gunner now? Hoke, Chris Chuggins. Oh, yeah, who transferred who in. On. Yep. So they, so they only have two scholarship quarterbacks. Correct, but there's three guys in the room. Right. So they need the – I mean, from my vantage point, again, my team is zero and zero every year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State had to take a second quarterback this cycle. I don't know if they have the numbers to do it or or what, but they just don't have. I mean, they don't have any guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised if it's Stroud though, just because he's too good. And I don't know what that would do to the recruitment of Jack Miller. Maybe before Stroud blew up, but now that he's, if he came in here, there would be a huge hullabaloo over who's the best quarterback in the class. I don't think that's going to happen. That's not Ryan. Day. I mean, that's not Ryan Day's problem. I know. I talked to C.J. Stroud on Tuesday, and he said the two schools he would love an offer from that he doesn't have one from is Oregon and Ohio State. Now, it's easier to say Oregon would win that battle. They've won. They've gotten kids at Rancho Cucamonga before. But, I mean, kids got four official visits in the bag right now. And, and if you take one to Ohio State, uh, they have a chance, and Ohio State's done a nice job getting some big-time guys out west as well. 
I hear you. I just think it's rife with uh, political issues, and I know at many positions that's not a big deal. At quarterback, I actually think it is, but as long as they end up with a great one, I'd be surprised if they went away from Miller. Before we go, let, let us know about the other guys at the opening. Paris Johnson had a groin or an ankle injury. He was slow, didn't play as much. Legend Cavazos. What do you think of the rest of the guys who are going to be Buckeyes? Well, um, Legend Legend actually flashed to me um, in one-on-ones and seven-on-seven, seven, made some plays on the football. I, I don't know if the dean reported his stats or – or. Um, um, if I can find them right here, I can't. I cannot find them. Um, but I, I noticed Legend, um, and, and he he was playing corner and, and made some plays on the ball. He 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 obviously tested off the charts to get into the opening finals, but uh, he either scratched or or didn't test uh, in this environment um, his numbers. Um, Paris Johnson, um, he I think tweaked something or or did something when he was running his 40 so he didn't do a whole lot over the course of the five days so nothing really to report there i'll just say that you know paris johnson's testing numbers at the uh nashville the opening are maybe the best offensive line testing numbers in the 24 7 sports era charles powers on top of that he mentioned that to me written it somewhere so i'm just kind of um, taking his info um, but no you um, said era not year there. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a unique prospect, and I know he has testing numbers on his profile. Um, I mean, he, he shuttled four five three, which is outstanding for an offensive lineman, especially at his size and frame. And um, So Paris Johnson's feet and lengths are uh, outstanding. I did his eval and compared him to Andrew Whitworth. That's the comparison I made of him from the Rams. But um, – you know, um, we see big Cody things Simon, out of PJ. One of the new Buckeyes who's down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, Cody Simon was awesome. I mean, his ability to – he played with range and, and can change direction and, and burst to the ball. And, um, you know, I loved his older brother, Shane, um, who's at Notre Dame and going to be uh, a, a championship-level player for the Irish, in my opinion. Cody's the same way. Uh, off the charts, athleticism, can run quick, strong, um, and then just made a lot of plays. It's been a long week. We took, took yesterday off. We appreciate Steve stopping by, giving us the lowdown on how it went down at Jerry World. For those of you that subscribe to our premium podcast, you can get Steve and Bill Kovic's breakdown of the bar scene, where to slip the club, guys, the money, and all that stuff, how to get around, you know the drill. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. Thank you all. See you on the front row.